Welcome to Blessed Princesses Podcast. I am your host, Jazara, and today I'll be sharing my testimony on how I went from new age to Jesus. And I just want to give a trigger warning before I get into this testimony that I will be mentioning things like suicide and depression. So I just wanted to warn you guys of that before. And also, it is a lot to unpack in this. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. So I'm going to get started with kind of just how I was raised, my upbringing. So I was raised in a Christian household. I went to church as a kid, um, participated in church activities because my whole family, they believed in God. But I kind of just did it because I had to. And I didn't really have a relationship with God or really feel connected to it when I was younger. And my idea and concept of God was just... Like, either based on everything I heard about it in church was what I got from it was either he was, like, a mean guy in the sky who, like, sends people to hell when they do bad things. Or another ideal I had of, like, God, if there was a God, was that he was, like, a genie who could kind of just get you what you wanted when you prayed for. And so I kind of had that belief of God um, for most of my life up until I was about 16. And then that's when everything started to change in my life. I was going through a transition. I was moving states. I was also homeschooled at the time. I was always a person who was like surrounded by a lot of people. So this was really different for me to like be losing a lot of friends around me. When I say lose, they didn't die. But, you know, I was just moving states and switching grades. So a lot of the people I used to hang out with, I was no longer able to. So it was just really different for me. And that was like the first time that I got alone and I was like isolated. And, you know, it was just a lot going on at the time. And so I could say like, that was like the first time I experienced sort of like depression, because I've always been a happy kid. I've always been surrounded by a lot of friends. So it was really different for me. And I fell into a really dark state at the time. And like I said, I was homeschooled. So I had a lot of time to to myself and so I think because I had that time to myself like isolating from everyone to ask those questions like what is God you know like is God real or what is purpose like why am I here you know all those questions that we think about but I think we don't ever have time to really sit and deal with them because busyness of life but I had the time to and also because I was homeschooled I had a lot of time to myself to just scroll endlessly on my phone and I remember being on TikTok a lot just scrolling all day long and that led me to come across a video that said basically like signs that you're going through a spiritual awakening and the video was like it was like on new age TikTok so it was like It was like all these pictures of like light workers and like someone meditating. And I had never really heard the term spiritual awakening before. So I was like, what is this? So I watched it and the signs were like, one, like you're losing friends or, you know, you're isolating, you feel depressed. And I'm like, oh, like this is what I'm going through. So this must be like the answer to what I'm going through. And so it led me down a rabbit hole to just looking more deeper into what I thought was what I was experiencing because to me it made sense like it sounded good it looked good must be good and so it led me to looking further into like spiritual awakening what is spirituality and stuff and I you know I thought this was the explanation to everything I 
been going through and so I spent just so much time like I said I was homeschooled I was by myself a lot so I spent so much time just researching all day long looking at videos of people explaining spirituality um and you know really just trying to go more into it because like I said at the time in my life it wasn't the best so I needed something that was gonna give life a deeper meaning than what it was given at the time and I think we also all have like that God-shaped hole in us that like craves to know God, that craves to know purpose. And I think what happens is that we usually misidentify that hole and what it needs and we fill it with other things that sometimes leaves us more empty than before. And so that's really, you know, what led me into new age was just feeling that I needed a deeper meaning to life and getting into it. Um, and I started, it started pretty subtle. Like I was just listening to a lot of philosophers about life, a lot of videos of, you know, people who were into that type of stuff. Like I was listening to a lot of like Eckhart Tolle. There's this other guy I was listening to. He talked a lot about like the ego and the true self and you know, getting into your true self, letting go of the ego. And so that's kind of how it started. And then I was always just at an unease. And so I started to meditate and I would do meditation to different frequencies and vibration sounds. And um, I started to get into shadow work as well. If you guys don't know what shadow work is, I'm going to give you the exact definition of it. So shadow work is working with the unconscious mind to uncover parts of yourself that you hide and suppress to help me with healing. And so I was, you know, doing shadow work. Really, I just spent a lot of time trying to quote unquote raise my vibration, you know, just to help me feel lighter and to, you know, experience feelings of like peace and joy. And it was basically depended a lot upon what I did. So, you know, if I would, you know, meditate or, you know, go outside, maybe ground, basically where you like connect with the earth or spend time in sun. So I thought maybe if I was feeling like not good one day, I was around people maybe who lowered my vibration or who had low vibrations or maybe I ate the wrong food. And so... Um, that's pretty much how it started. I would just, you know, just do little stuff to give me more quote unquote energy. And that's usually how new age start. You start pretty small. Like you're not really doing anything crazy. You're just meditating. You know, you're probably doing like shadow work, journaling and stuff. And then before you know it, you're practicing full on witchcraft. And that's what happened with me. And also in the beginning, I was buying a lot of books. I remember one of like the first spiritual books that I bought was Power of Now and then The Mountain is You. And that's more of a self-help book, but that's kind of how New Age started for me. It was more something I did to help myself. Um, it was more like a self-help journey. And the intention actually when I started getting into New Age was to help me get closer to God. And when I say God, it wasn't like the Abrahamic God. It was more of just like a source energy. And it was basically like basically like a God that I created for myself, if you know, to be exact. Um, God as in like more of a universal term because it wasn't Jesus or anything specific. And to me, I created that God to be more of like a feminine being because I was very against the idea of like um, addressing God as like father or he and that's the thing in new age you can basically create your own god a god that affirms you a god that's tethered to your level of comfort 
Um, and that's more of what you define. It is not already a defined being that has like a standard. And like I said, I was very against the idea of like um, the idea of Jesus, Father God, um, the idea of submitting to like a more, you know, a God that we address as he, like I said. And it was because of my own understanding of like cultural views of men and women and I had just a very logical feminist mindset like my idea was like okay if women have wombs then the God who created everything must have some type of womb energy that birthed all of us and created all of us and so I was into that and also I was very opposed to God as well because if you guys don't know I'm a black girl and I remember at that time also just learning about you know history and slavery and just thinking that the bible was like a really demonic tool that was used to oppress our ancestors and stuff and so i was just totally against christianity you know anything related to that and that's honestly what led me into getting into like the divine feminine movement and the goddess stuff like goddess worship was believing that if you step out of the biblical roles of womanhood that you are more free and you know you step out of society's rules of womanhood and so that's kind of how it started um this is actually an article um of the def an article that explains the definition of the divine feminine so i'm going to read it to you guys it says the divine feminine is the feminine aspect of the divine power that connects and binds the earth together. In other words, it is the goddess energy that exists within all of us. Many ancient cultures have a divine feminine concept. The Egyptian goddess Isis, the Greek gods Aphrodite, the Hindus have Shakti, I think her name is. And aspects of divine feminine can be found around almost all ancient and modern Belief systems, the feminine energy is associated with fertility, creativity, intuition, and tapping into this can heal the mind, body, and soul of a woman. And so that's kind of what I was starting to get into. I was doing little things to like tap more into my intuition or to be more creative. And I think there's like a chakra that's near the pelvis area. And um, when you unlock that, you are like, you know you're more expressive or free or creative or something i can remember but i was deep into that and in goddess you know the divine feminine movement it's very connected to greek goddesses and goddess worship and so that's how i started to get into like the pagan goddess worship and it's also to note that like the divine feminine like the divine feminine movement it's very it has less boundaries like you always hear them say it's more freeing and you know now i know like i read a quote that said like the greatest freedom comes with boundaries and that you know when you don't really have boundaries that's where destruction starts and that's what the enemy wants he wants us to fall into destruction and to destroy ourselves and so you know now i know that but that's you know kind of how i used to think and so like i said that's where the goddess worship starts so this is kind of where everything starts to get a little bit crazy and this also led me to buying a rose quartz crystal because it is a stone of love and aphrodite and i remember this is this is when i started to get into school like actual going to school and i want to note to you guys that i'm telling this story very fast like it happened within like days or months but this is out in a span of like two years i was into this stuff and I would use my rose quartz when I started going to school to manifest friendships 
and I would wear it like in my bra at school because they said it was like close to your heart chakra and so so you can like feel more feelings of love and stuff and that's really what I wanted like I had a very I was like void of like internal love and so you know I was trying to find that in the rock and it's you know Satan masquerades himself as an angel of light so People in New Age, me, when I was in New Age, I was looking for the right things. I was looking for things like love, peace, and joy. The things I was looking for wasn't wrong, but it was where I was looking for it in it. Like, I was literally looking for love in a rock. Like, that's that's how it is, but, you know, Satan gives you a counterfeit to what God truly offers. You know, love, peace, joy, all those things are found in God, but Satan will give you a rock to find it in instead of going to the true source. And so, you know... It got down to that point where I was looking for love and rocks. And that's kind of, you know, the goddess worship, the, um, so in a rock. But yeah, like I said, I was using the rock to manifest friendships. And this is also what led me into getting into spirit guides. And this is where the first demonic attack that I experienced happened. When I was in New Age, I used to follow Janae Aiko. I used to listen to a lot of her music because she, you know, she's into New Age and she incorporates a lot of that into her art that she does. And I remember one day like being on her Instagram page and she had like a meme on her story that was like kind of like joking about spirit guides and how spirit guides can come visit you and I had never heard of the term spirit guides ever in my life but I was like this is so interesting like there's a there's spiritual beings that could come visit you and so I automatically was like I gotta see what that is and so I did like a lot of research I was like looking at videos of other people who do it and a part of the reason why I got into like the spirit guides was because I I didn't have nobody like physically around me. like I had my parents and stuff my siblings but I didn't really have like that friendship aspect in the post the message it gave off was like these spirit guides could be like your friends and so that's what led me to you know getting into trying to trying to connect with them and so I remember going on TikTok and I went on this um this witch page and she basically made a video about how you can connect with spirit guides the basically her way of connecting with spirit guides was that it was through a meditation where you invite the spirit guides in and you basically give them permission to come in and you basically tell them it's okay and you write a letter to them something like that and so I was looking up this at at school and so I was like okay when I get home this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna meditate I'm gonna you know get into the spirit guides things and so I did the meditation I did the little inviting the spirit guides and tell them it's okay to come and you know guide me whatever and nothing happened right until I went to sleep so I went to bed like normal as soon as I fell asleep, I fell into sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis isn't really that unnormal for me because I experienced it a lot, you know, as a kid. But it was just like the normal sleep paralysis where you couldn't move, you know, you couldn't talk, you tried to scream, nothing would come out, stuff like that. But this sleep paralysis was very different. My whole body started to like vibrate when I went into sleep paralysis and not just like shake like a seizure type of shake but a vibration like literally from the inside out and so I basically now I know that was like me going into astral projecting but also when my body was vibrating there was like this loud ring that would come into my ear like it's like imagine someone coming up to your ear and like just screaming the loudest scream possible in your ear that's what it sounded like and I remember just like being so like 
confused like what is going on because you know your consciousness is still there when you're in sleep paralysis but you're just like stuck like what's going on and so i know that spirits don't have gender but this particular demon that was in my room and that was near me felt like a feminine presence and so i remember like i couldn't see this demon and that's the thing about the spiritual realm is that it's so much different from the physical like i couldn't see this demon with my physical eyes but i knew that it was in my room and I actually seen, and in the sleep paralysis, I saw one of my self-help books that I was reading at the time. And, you know, it looked kind of weird. Like, a word that would have been, like, help was, like, Yelp. Like, it was just, like, the words were just moved around. But I noticed that one of my self-help books I was reading at the time. And I remember, like, that, that, that demon that I told you guys about that was in my room and that was near me was, like, almost trying to get me to read the words on the pages. And she wasn't saying it physically. Like, I couldn't hear with my physical ears. But the spiritual realm is so different from the physical, so it's hard to explain. But she was telling me this. And every time I couldn't read the words, like I told you, the words were all scrambled up. Um, like, every time I couldn't read them, um, she would basically be controlling the vibrations that my body would go into and my body would vibrate again and I would hear that ringing noise and that went on for it felt like three minutes but time in the spiritual realm is so different so I don't really know how long that actually was and eventually I woke up I was terrified and I knew automatically like what where that came from like I knew automatically like okay that had to be something to do with that meditation that I just did like before I went to bed and so I woke up and I was like, okay, no, like not again. I'm not trying to get into this spirit guide stuff. So I was like, I'd rather be lonely than with these demons. And so I knew like it was something that had to do with the spirit guide stuff. So I never got into the spirit guide stuff again. I left that alone. And, the, and then that's when I had my second demonic attack. So the second demonic attack I had was... During the time I was reading this goddess book, it's called You Are a Goddess, Working with the Sacred Feminine. And basically in each chapter, you enter into the temple of a new goddess to work with. And when I was reading this, I remember the author's page. She actually was a proclaimed Christian. And so I remember feeling even more like kind of safer to read it because she claimed she was a Christian. Of course, now with the knowledge I know, no one can be a Christian, truly and also claim to worship goddesses like it just doesn't even make any sense but I didn't know that back then and so I read it and um I read a couple of chapters of the book until I got to a specific goddess chapter basically each chapter you enter into the temple of a new goddess so you say like a little prayer to, en to enter into that goddess temple and then you begin to read on that goddess and then you know see the attributes of it and stuff and so the specific goddess that I got to I believe was Lilith and um, I read that chapter that day nothing happened when I read it but when I went to bed I fell into sleep paralysis and this time I didn't experience the vibrating or the ringing noise but I felt like I was in sleep paralysis for so long and I just couldn't get out. And I actually remember reading an article that's like, if you're ever stuck in sleep paralysis, you can like wiggle your toes to get you out. And so I'm over here wiggling my toes and I'm still not coming out. So I'm like, okay, this is crazy. But then I remembered my mom told me that when she goes into sleep paralysis, she usually calls on the name of Jesus and she gets out. And so like I said, around this time, I don't even believe in Jesus, but it's just like whatever is going to get me out of the sleep paralysis and wake me up, 
let's do it. So I literally remember soon as I tried to say Jesus, a demon grabbed my tongue and choked me. The the minute I tried to say Jesus, that happened and I was petrified because I could literally feel like the hands around my throat and I could literally feel like someone grabbing my tongue when I tried to say that and I was just I woke up and I was super scared and like I said I just always knew it came from the stuff that I was doing and so I remember throwing the book away it was like I'm not reading that again I think my mom actually told me to throw the book away when I told her the experience I had and so I threw it away and I stopped reading the book, but I was still into like the divine feminine stuff, the goddess stuff, but I just threw the book away specifically. So I was still doing all these things over, like I told you, a span of about two years. I was still meditating. Um, now I was starting to get into like a lot of Buddhist teachings. And like I said, I always just felt this cloud of darkness around me. Like I would meditate, you know, for a minute it would feel better, but then when I was done, that it would just I would feel that again like I just couldn't escape this dark presence that always felt like it was around me and I was still dealing with a lot of depression it was even more stuff going on personally with me internally and I remember you know I like I told you I've always been a happy child so this was so different for me and I've never in my entire life experienced suicidal thoughts until around this time and it was like uncontrollable suicidal thoughts like always telling me to just kill myself and end it and you know I remember even buying like another crystal I had an amethyst crystal because they say like an amethyst crystal is good for balancing emotions and dealing with depression and so I remember having that and still you know meditating with it not really getting results um and so it, it, it came down to this one night. This was probably the worst night of all, the dark night of the soul. Um, I was just really in a dark, dark state. I literally felt like I was like in the bottom of a hole and the light was so far at the top and I couldn't reach it. And I remember just crying and crying and just really contemplating and actually thinking about carrying out the act of suicide because I didn't want to deal with what I was dealing with anymore. And... I remember that night I tried to meditate. Nope. I tried to use my crystals. Nope. I tried to write a letter to the universe. Nope. Nothing can save me. And I really feel like God brought me to a place where nothing can save me but him. And so I was just crying in my room. I didn't know what to do. And then while I'm crying, I hear this small voice in my head. It wasn't my own voice. And it was like, just pray. And so I was kind of confused because I don't pray. Like, I, you know, manifest and stuff like that. So it was just like, just pray. And it was a small voice in my head. And I tried to ignore it because I'm like, what? I don't pray. But I heard it again, like, just pray. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to pray and I'm just going to give this thing a shot. And it was very humbling experience turning around and praying to Jesus because the same God that I had said I would never worship, that I don't need him. I'm my own God. I now had to turn to him and pray to him and ask him for help because my source of healing and stuff wasn't working and so i remember there was no fancy prayer just tears and lord please help me and i closed my eyes and i prayed and i remember opening my eyes up after praying and i experienced the most overwhelming like feeling of like 
peace and just light and love come over me and like that darkness that I said that I was experiencing like that cloud of darkness that was around me like literally I felt coming out of me and light was just coming into me and it was like that void that I'd always been feeling was like filled and I knew automatically like it was a it was an unexplainable feeling, but I knew it was God. Like, I didn't have to look it up. I didn't need any scientific evidence. It was God. I experienced God. Like, that was my first time encountering God. Like, I had just experienced God. Like I said, I've been to church as a kid. I've prayed as a kid out of formality. But this, in my room one night, was the first time that I had encountered God personally. And I realized at that moment, like, God is love. Like, when you feel his presence, it is nothing but love, guys. And at that moment, I just had that revelation that it was about relationship and experiencing God. Um, and then up until that point, I did not know God. Because for me to even say things like, God is a hate man, he's sexist, all those type of things, I couldn't have known God or came into full understanding of who he was. And so I remember... Um, right after that experience, finding First John 4, verse 7 through 8. And I'm actually going to read it to you guys. And it talks about how God is love, and it's literally his nature. And it's not until you come to experience him that you realize that is that is him. And it's, those who are loved by God, let his love continuously pour from, one, from you to one another. Because God is love, everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. One who does not love has yet not to know God for God is love and that just became so true for me like when I felt his presence I knew it was love and also I had like the revelation that that's true peace and love and I realized like all those other things I had was counterfeits to what this truly was like this was the true authentic source and those other things that I was going to was sort of the recreation of it that was cheap because it was nothing like what I had experienced. It's, I didn't even have like, I didn't have the desire to use my crystals or sage or um, evil, like anything because I just wanted more of that. I wanted more of God. I didn't, I experienced this. I was like, a crystals in the sage has nothing on what I just experienced with God. And so that was basically how I came to experience God. And now after that experience, maybe two to three weeks after, some things started to happen and some things started to change in my life. Like one of the first things was just a desire to get to know Jesus more. And I began reading the Bible a lot. And this was so weird for me because I went from hating the Bible to loving it being my favorite book number one on my reading list every day just reading and reading because I wanted to know more about it and I just began to renew my mind with the word and God began to reveal to me like in his word that everything I was indulging in was demonic and showing me like what really it led to and what it truly was and another experience that I had that was a little um, interesting was I actually had another sleep paralysis experience after coming to know God and this sleep paralysis experience um, was it was like unlike the other ones this one I didn't have a feeling of fear at all it was more it was actually a really quick experience and in the sleep paralysis experience I smelt the smell of burning sage go past my nose and I remember waking up and God telling me to throw the sage away that was still in my room because I had left all the items in my room. I wasn't using them, 
but they were still in my room because I figured like if I'm not using them then what's the problem with them still being here also part of the reason I didn't want to throw it away because I spent my money on it and feel like I wasted my money but the problem with that is certain objects um demons can connect to certain objects so even if I'm not using them they can still be portals for certain demonic presences to enter into your space and so God led me to throw away all my stuff one by one from crystals to sage to the evil eye just one by one just throwing things away and you know that happened and another thing that was you know different after my experience with God coming from new age was it was super humbling because there was so much dependence upon God and that was very different from the new age because in new age it's independent it's you you are basically your own God you're the creator of your universe you can manifest whenever you want to and with God there is a waiting time and you also go rely on him for your strength and everything you do and so a couple times I did slip up and I tried to do things on my own I tried to manifest and every time I got humbled and brought right back to God another thing that God did with me when I first after my experience maybe like a couple weeks after was just the replacing of a lot of my intake because everything I had been doing was tethered to new age so the music I listened to, the YouTubers I watched, the teachers I watched. And so God began replacing all that stuff. The music, the teachers. One of the first teachers that I was introduced to after my conversion was Sierra Jakes Roberts. And I began listening to her a lot. And also, like, my music began to change. God started putting me in front of a lot of good Christian artists. One of the first Christian songs that I got hooked to was Hostage by Charlene Nash and that song is so good you guys have to go listen to it and the biggest thing I've also learned um now and still learning is that knowing God is about experiencing him it's a relationship with him and it's also a journey it's a walk with God and you're constantly each is constantly teaching you that stuff that you didn't know before but that's the major thing I learned is that Christianity is about relationship that's really what it's about at its core and also I would just tell people especially people in new age if you're listening that we claim in new age to be so open-minded we can accept Buddha we can accept Hindus we can accept goddesses from ancient times we can accept all these things but then when it comes to Jesus it's like we're so closed off and I just want to say like if we can be accepting to every other thing just try Jesus out you know and I promise you will not regret it. And I'm not talking about Christ consciousness or some type of energy of Jesus. I'm talking about the true the true son of God who died on the cross for you so that you won't perish but have eternal life. That Jesus. Like, get to know him. Um, and in Romans 10 verse 1, it says that all who call on the name of the Lord will experience a new life. So just give Jesus a chance. I promise you won't regret it. It's the best decision that I've ever made in my life so far. And honestly, he's waiting for you to turn and come to him. And you can be saved right now. Christ can come into your heart. He can come into your life. Just call on him, invite him into your heart, and ask him to reveal himself to you. And he will do it. And I promise, like I said, you won't regret it, okay? And life is not going to be perfect with Jesus. It's the peace that you have in the midst of circumstances. It's just having him is inexplainable. He loves you and he died for you. And I just want to leave you guys with 1 John 3 verse 16. And it says, For God so loved the world 
that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so that's kind of just what I want to leave you guys with. This podcast, just encourage somebody to just turn to God, give your struggles to God. He saved me from literally committing suicide because I was on that verge. He saved me from depression since turning to Jesus as well. This is how I know that that depression was a result of demonic oppression. It wasn't like a chemical imbalance in my brain or anything because as soon as I experienced Jesus, it left. And also since having that experience, I have not experienced suicidal thoughts or depression since then. And I'm not saying for everybody that you won't experience stuff like that again. But for me personally, I know that it was a result of all of the things that I was indulging in and all of the demons that was around me that was leading me to feeling this way and influencing me to think this way. And so, like I said, I just hope this encouraged someone to just turn to God and give your life to God because like I said, he loves you and that's what I want to leave you guys with. He loves you, I love you, and I thank you for listening to this testimony and I'll see you on my next podcast.